Well, daggum. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the Well Daggum Podcast, where we hope we share something with you that at the end of it, it makes you say, Well, daggum. I learned something today. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, hit us up at, at WellDaggumPod on both platforms. Uh, if you want to leave a message about something you feel that was intriguing to you or something you want to add to it, my, my grammar, my misspellings, and all that good stuff, it's all in good fun. Uh, I don't mind one bit. Hit me up. Uh, if you want to be on the show or something like that, hit me up. We can talk about it and maybe we'll get you on here sometime. But, um, but yeah, thanks for all the, the patrons. Uh, I don't have Patreon, but thanks for all the patrons of folks that have uh, been listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing out there on uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play and uh, Spotify. Uh, just appreciate you guys uh, uh, being a part of it, listening. Hopefully you're getting something out of it. Uh, tonight in the bear cave, or sorry, tonight in the teddy bear cave, the new teddy bear cave 2.0 or one, I don't know, what, what's the secondary? There's a 2.0, I guess that would be the secondary. Well, it could be either 2.0 or 1.2. 1.2, yeah. Uh, it's your one, world, man. 1.0.0.7. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're in the new teddy bear cave, and tonight we have my good friend Matt in the studio. How you um, doing, Matt? Pretty good. Glad to be here in person instead of on the phone this time. Yeah, yeah. We got a little bit of better sound quality having you here in the studio, so we're glad to have you here. Uh, Matt and I have been discussing a little bit uh, about uh, stereotypes uh, and how they can affect us in our lives and how we can overcome them uh, and just uh, how they can have an impact on our lives. Um, Now, Matt and I are two different people, so we have different stereotypes that impact us on our dailies uh, of everything that we go through. Uh, whereas I'm just a, a bald bearded guy. And so everyone that sees me says, do I know you? It's like, no, you know, another bald bearded guy because we all look alike. Um, and whereas Matt is a, a, a tall muscular man and, uh, he, uh, he usually gets asked to pick up heavy things, uh, <laughs> and to hang curtains and to hang curtains. He did that for me tonight here in the barricade to help cut down on some echo. So, uh, we appreciate him for it, but you know, we, we ask him of it. Too, because we know that of him but anyway so we're just going to kind of jump into that uh, topic so matt how did it all start off with you for a, a stereotype that was on your life well you know um i guess the the way that we started talking about this was we were kind of discussing the fact that uh i'm, I'm currently trying to complete my phd um, like i'm working on my dissertation and it's been a it's been a um a difficult process yeah to say the least but but hopefully we'll be calling you dr matt yeah, before well, too long that you know yeah that'd be great <laughs> but uh you know the reason we started talking about it was uh you know we we, we were talking about the fact that you know i was in, in high school my primary uh i guess maybe identity or maybe the way that i was known was more for athletics yeah. Um, and, and really, right after high school, um, my first year of college, you know, I was playing uh, college football down at Eastern Kentucky University. It was pretty much, I mean, if you, if you play a, a college sport, um, your, your entire life is, is basically that sport. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of, earlier, we were discussing the fact that um, really what made me change from um, – playing you know college football or at least being on the team um 
what what made me change was really just being tired of having that stereotype of being you know the football player. Well, well, and let's let's bring it even back further than that. Uh, when I met you, mm-hmm. when we I met you and your brother, uh, we've been pretty close ever since. But you guys were in seventh grade, and I was in eighth grade. I think it was yeah, uh, mm-hmm. many many years ago, many moon ago, and uh, you guys were as big then in seventh grade as you are now as grown adults that's correct and that's a pretty big uh that's a pretty big thing when you're that young and so then you kind of it's kind of the thing that you're built for to an extent yeah you're you're built to be that sports guy you're built to be the tackle guy you're Uh you know basketball you guys are tall you could really play basketball well too um so, I mean, and that's where that kind of get casts on you because uh, as a kid, that's when you're being molded into what you're going to be to an extent. Mm-hmm. So yes. people have this idea like they're grownups and they're looking at you saying, hey, you could probably dunk a ball or, hey, mm-hmm. you could probably knock a lot of people down <laughs> yes. in football. So, uh, yeah. And, you know, one thing I was going to say is, I, you know, I don't want to I don't want to give the impression that I, I disliked football or really any sports, you know, because I still I still love sports. I still am very active in, in various sports. Um, but, you know, I guess where the distinction is, is that um, back then it really felt like that was what I was. Yeah, um, that that is all that I was. That, that was all your options were. Yeah. And so and so the difference between um, then and now is that I kind of would say that, you know, my, my life is made up of many things instead of one thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, knowing you uh, and admiring a lot of the things you do, actually, uh you you do so many different things. Like I don't even want to say you're a jack of all trades because you're kind of a master at a few of those trades. Like you to me, you know what I mean. You you go out there and you work so many different jobs. <laughs> I tell people some of the jobs you do sometimes of picking up bodies for a funeral home <laughs> and like Ubering and uh-huh. you know being a professor of a university. And they're just like, wait, what? That guy? You're like, yeah, oh yeah, he does jujitsu and he also does. You know, he goes and plays softball on the weekend sometimes. And and they're just like, how? Where does he have time to breathe? Or <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, it's it, you're an interesting person to say the least, uh, for sure. But um, the, now the process of you going for your your doctorate and stuff like that, um, <clears throat> did, where did that all kind of spin off uh, in the beginning for you? Where where did that all start to become a thing that you wanted to head towards? Well, you know, uh, I, I don't. I wouldn't say that having a, a doctoral degree um, was a goal. Um, Early on. So, you know, back when I started uh, going to college, I never thought that I would ever, you know, get a doctoral degree and really didn't really um, understand why I would need one. Um, but, it, like, the way that uh, I guess my life is in regards to education has really played out is that, you know, I went to I went to school to get a bachelor's and um, it really seemed that, you know, all the jobs that I wanted at that time, um, I realized is like, well, you know, this bachelor's is great, but you need a master's to, in order to get any of the jobs that I was looking at. So, you know, I immediately, like after my, um, bachelor's program started into a master's program. And then, uh, my first, my first job after my master's program was at Indiana Wesleyan and, um, you know, the, the first question that they asked in the interview was, you know, when are you going to get your doctorate? 
And, and, and my question or my, my, um, my response was, you know, as, as soon as you guys will pay for it. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and they, they had like a great uh, tuition grant program there at IW, which is kind of how I even got started on this process. A little bit of a plug there. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, if, you, if you're interested. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, it's just it's been a very um, interesting transition. You know, I didn't really um, I didn't really, I guess, see myself being here um uh back when i started college but you know it's, it's been a great journey and I, i've really kind of transformed as a person you know through the various programs and um and the, the thing that i try to share with most people is that really anyone can do it i really don't think that um even getting a doctoral degree is something that is uh is it has anything to do with intelligence it has more to do with perseverance yeah yeah, I mean, for me, school is a totally different ball game. It's an anxiety thing, and it's a—I don't know—it's it's a milestone that would be uh, more difficult in my mind to to get to that point to overcome it, uh, as opposed to you just plugging away and and yeah. as soon as you get done with one, starting on another. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like my wife, even too, she's constantly going taking classes. She's actually enrolled in a class right now, yeah. and it's just constantly all of her life in class, class, class. Um, and, until she married me, and then she lost all of her class. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Zing. Yeah, zinger. But yeah, I, I find that super interesting, you know, and and to say that you it's not that you like you said you didn't uh let that stereotype hold you down to an extent because it wasn't a, a depressing uh stereotype no, at I all mean, it wasn't it wasn't something that um but i guess what really um and this is in the mind of a you know 19 or 20 year old but i mean at that time what bothered me was is whenever somebody would introduce me they would say you know this is matt you know he plays football at eastern or you know this is matt you know he's a linebacker yeah, and um, that's how I introduce most people to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, and that it wasn't just you. That's the thing is, like, you know, I go to church, and you know, that's that's how I was introduced. And I guess, I guess, it'd be one thing if if I was in the the NFL or whatever. But you know, at that time, um, you know, I was just you know a scrub on a college football team. So. Yeah. Um, you know, at that at that time, it, it bothered me enough to where I was kind of sick of it. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. You just wanted to make a change in your life. That's right. And yeah. you took the steps to do so. Yeah, yeah. And in in the dwell into my life a little bit the same way as as far as stereotypes go. Um, I mean, I grew up in a small town, country bumpkin kind of deal, uh, where you know once you got done, you go to go to the coal mines and you make a good living. You know, no, nothing nothing to be ashamed of you know it was something it's like a lot of pride was actually in it to have generation after generation be a coal miner whereas some people in other states don't even know that we still mine coal right you know (laughs) i had a friend go to california and uh they they said they were from west virginia and the person that was driving around was like oh were they used to mine coal and he was like "Uh, no uh they still mine coal she's like you mean with like pickaxes and everything (laughs) it's like no it's a little more advanced now they have huge machinery Mm -hmm. uh computers running things and you know you're still underground doing that kind of stuff but you're not really pickaxing chunks of coal out to carry them outside um so like that's kind of the kind of area i grew up in um but like moving around and being in the city now and stuff like that when people hear my accent which you don't hear it a ton in the uh, podcasts so much because i clean it up and put on my radio voice uh wq9 no (laughs) but uh but yeah, um, when people would talk to me regularly and I'm not uh, covering up my accent or I don't think that I need to clean up my 
articulation and such. Um, people hear, hey, man, how's it going? And they're, oh, where are you from? You know, and they're automatically like, oh, this guy's a hillbilly, yeah. which generally people like. Uh, they they tend to think of uh, uh, Southern hospitality mm-hmm. kind of deal. And, you know, and some people are like, oh, yes, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a good country guy. You know, yeah. that'll be a good guy to have around if you need a deer uh, or you need, yeah. <laughs> need something killed. Um, <laughs> Dylan, or coming into that with my neighbors a little bit even, they were like, yeah. oh, you hunt? And, you know, automatically they're like, oh, deer season's coming in. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't really hunt much anymore. But, but you know, and that was that's pretty much a stereotype. Like you said, that I'm not, I don't regret having that stereotype. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I want to build away from to an extent, not to forget my roots and stuff like that, but to, but to not be just... Uh, was it pigeon toe or pigeonhole or mm-hmm. no? Pigeon that's not hole. is it pigeonhole? Yeah. Uh, not, not to be stuck in that perception of who I am. Well, yeah, and it really it really doesn't. Um, I think that, that that stereotype that you mentioned there is is common. Um, you know, with everyone who has uh, an accent that's kind of a you know country accent. Yeah. Um, you know, my dad who um, he's he's a counselor right now. Right. Um, he's lived in uh, Northern Kentucky and worked in Ohio for the last. Uh, 25 you know years or so right and uh you know he but he grew up he was born and raised in uh green up kentucky yeah so he he has an accent right and, and he mentioned to me one time i think this is uh at one point I, I was telling him how i wish i had an accent like he did yeah uh, probably having something to do with you know me thinking it was matthew mcconaughey or whatever <laughs> but uh all right all right but all yeah right. but he, he he did tell me that one thing that he's dealt with his entire life is the fact that whenever he speaks to people in ohio um he's he's very aware that the first thing they hear is that he has a country accent yeah they hear that twang yeah and that, so and he said that in the in counseling world and he used to be a professor and all this stuff that like that was something that whether it was true or not, he felt like he had to overcome. Yeah, well, he he had to prove himself because when people hear that, sometimes they think uh, like they think lesser than to Maybe. an extent. Yeah, yeah possibly. And I'm not saying that in a bad way yeah. at all. But when they think of uh, folks from back home and stuff like that, they think of not educated. Yeah, they think of uh, not uh, qualified. Yeah. to an extent, like oh yeah, you can dig a hole, but yeah, you're you're not going to do this or that, which which is stereotypes that are, I think everybody hold yeah, to an extent. I, I, don't, I don't know, though, and, you know, it's, it'd be hard to say this without a study, but I don't really know how true those, that stereotype actually is. Right. Um, I, I wonder if it's if it's something that maybe that someone who has an accent just worries about. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they're in, a, in an area, whether it's northern Kentucky or Ohio, where they, like other people are not speaking like they are. Yeah, where it's and more in our head. Yeah, I think that might be more in your head. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, consider all the people below, uh, you know, the county that we live in right now <laughs> that have an accent. Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, to, to assume that they're somehow not intelligent. Right, because of their accent. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a large um, group of people there. <laughs> <laughs> to say the I mean, least, that would be fairly um, ignorant, I guess. Yeah. Well, and you know, if if they feel that way, that's showing ignorance on their part. That's to true. Extent. Yeah. Which you know, uh, but people are ignorant. Yeah. So I mean, I'm <laughs> it's ignorant. very true. I'm ignorant sometimes. Oh, so. I'm ignorant in a lot of things. Yeah. Just ask my wife. But uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, there was so much pride. Uh, once I went to college and things like that uh, for the time that I did. Uh, but after going through college and actually getting to travel the world a little bit, 
like you and I got to share that experience together. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners that don't know, uh, we actually got to go to uh, Europe and we got to travel to mm-hmm. England and Paris, um, yeah. which which I always had a lot of pride in for when people when I thought people would have that um, thought of me not or being ignorant because I'm a country bumpkin to an extent, but then to be like, oh yeah, I've, I've been on the Eiffel Tower and I've actually seen the Louvre um, and got to enjoy art from around the world. Or, you know, oh, yeah, I, I walked down a cobblestone street there in England and uh, seen a lot of the sights to see over there. Uh, that was something of pride that I had a lot of uh, to be able to share that if I felt someone thought less of me uh, <laughs> to be ignorant or uh, or just not very intelligent to an extent. And be like, oh, yeah, I've actually traveled the world. I've been to Africa, actually. I was mm-hmm. there for about three weeks uh, living with the people and helping uh, build build buildings and um, just doing things in the community to be able to help out and 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 I always thought oh man that's you know it's such a fun story to share to an extent and like I said I keep bringing up my wife until I met her and she spent three months in Africa and Mm -hmm. she was a (laughs) doctors without borders kind of thing and all this different stuff but uh but I still I still hold a little bit of, of enjoyment knowing that I've I've done those things um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess the important part that we want to try to get across here is that not to not let those stereotypes hold you back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, that's kind of where we were rounding out earlier is that, um, you know, to, you know, in high school, I guess if most people that did know me knew me as, you know, either a football player or, I mean, if we're going to get really general here, like maybe just a, a jock. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here... Now that we've been out of, well, I've been out of high school here for what fifteen? Gosh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's been <laughs> yeah, fifteen years or so. Just to think back about you know those stereotypes that that I had um, for other people and that others had on me, just yeah. how completely um, inaccurate they are. Oh yeah, uh, it's just it really it really is a kind of a something that is. It just really makes me think about, you know, high schoolers today. Yeah. Who, I mean, it, at that point in time, they think this is what it is. Like, yeah. This, this is my life. This is it. What, whatever whatever I mess up and say is yeah. going to mold what people think about me yeah, for the this, rest this of my is, life. This is how it's going to be for, yeah. forever. Yeah. Where it, in reality, it's just completely opposite. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there are bad decisions you can make in high school that will yes. uh, <laughs> uh, affect the rest of your life. But, like, I mean, really, the, the way that people see you or the way that you're um, kind of of uh received it really doesn't matter at all yeah um, really matters what you do for yourself yeah it, it matters what you see yourself as and what you push forward to do yeah um yeah i feel that i feel that's a big uh a big thing to take away from all this is to to just because you might look like something or or uh, act a certain way um I know in high school, even sometimes people thought I was a, a druggie. That, that was a, a <laughs> really? term that we used as a, huh. a like a clique of a jock or a geek. Like we had druggies, and it was just people that would do pills or you know smoke weed and things like that. But uh, I got thrown into that group because that was kind of the guys I hung out with. Mm-hmm. I never did drugs. Yeah. I, I never in high school. I never would take a pill or snort a thing or do a hoozy watsit or a floopsy flops or whatever they call them now. I don't know. Uh, and we didn't even call him that then, but <laughs> I never called him that. Yeah, no, ever, so. ever. Um, but yeah, I got I got thrown into that group sometimes, uh-huh. and 
you know, and people might have still think it till this day until they hear this podcast, hopefully, and realize that I was a goody boy. Yeah. I was a little you goody two shoes. You weren't on drugs. Yeah, I wasn't on drugs. Yeah. And, uh, and what I've become today, you know, a stay-at-home dad. Um, <laughs> with a podcast. With a podcast, that's right. I got my own thing, my own brand. Yeah. But uh, hopefully you guys can take something from this. Hopefully you can uh, be encouraged if you think you're uh, pigeonholed into a specific thing uh, that you know you can get past that. Even um, as an adult. Even as an adult, that's yeah. right. Just like we've talked about in podcasts before, of doesn't matter your age, if you want to try to push forward to something, you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just taking that step. Just like starting this podcast. Wanted to do it for two years and finally just kind of took that step and said, I'm just going to do it. So um, take that from this, guys. Uh, thanks for coming in, Matt. Thanks for being a part. Good to be here. Yeah, man. And uh, hope to have you on again real soon.